For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Davey Hudson. Thank you for joining me today. As I ask every week, do you believe in our Titans? Because I know I do. On this week's episode, we're going to get to the five things you need to know that happened this week for the Tennessee Titans. We're going to dive into the Jadavion Clowney saga, where do the Titans stand as it relates to signing him as a free agent, and then we will get to the Titan Up mailbag. So to just go ahead and jump right in, the number five thing you need to know as it relates to the Tennessee Titans for this week, we had a lot of Titans of last year's roster on the move. Marcus Mariota has signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right, Las Vegas. I got to get used to saying that now, but he signed a two-year deal worth up to $17.6 million. I know we mentioned it last week, but Jack Conklin, starting right tackle from last year, he is on the move to the Cleveland Browns, signed a three-year deal worth $42 million. And the most recent Titan to be on the move is running back Deion Lewis, who signed a one-year deal with the Giants. Still waiting to see the results of that contract. Number four on the list, the Titans have re-signed tight end Michael Pruitt. It looks as though the Titans are set at the tight end position with obviously bringing back Jonu Smith. They signed Anthony Ferkser to a one-year deal earlier this offseason, and now Michael Pruitt. That looks like the trio you will be seeing at that position. Uh, there is a chance Titans draft one if they like somebody on the board. As we've seen, this team is not afraid to play as many tight ends as they feel they need to. Number three on the list, some of the additions that the Titans have gained. The big signing last week was defensive end or outside linebacker, kind of based on the scheme, but former Atlanta Falcon Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley signed a one-year deal with the team that will pay him $9.5 million. He has the ability to make up to $12 million with incentives on that contract, but it's really an opportunity for him to kind of show he was he could play up to the first-round potential. I mean, he had a, a really good season with the Falcons back in 2016, and he hasn't been the same since. He is one of those guys that you see kind of take some snaps off here and there. Also, he's not been healthy a lot, so it'll be interesting, but we know the Titans needed to sure up the pass-rushing component of their defense, so we'll see if Beasley is able to make an impact. Titans also signed inside linebacker Nick DeZubnar. He comes over from the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the tie that I've seen as far as why that is the case, Titans special teams coach Craig Ackerman uh, coached DeZubnar in his time with the Chargers, and it looks as though he will be kind of filling in for the Darren Bates special team role that we, we've seen Bates play the last couple of years. So that looks like to be the... Uh, the replacement for Darren since he is a free agent and I've not heard anything as though the Titans look to re-sign him for the upcoming season. And I don't think we mentioned it last week, but uh, the Titans did sign veteran cornerback Chris Milton to a one-year deal. He was on the team last year, so did want to go ahead and get that out there. Uh, as we know, the Titans um, definitely have to make some moves at the cornerback position. We'll get into that a little bit later on. And then number two on the list, the Jadavion Clowney 
situation is still up in the air. We know whether he is going to sign with the Titans or the Seahawks. It looks like those are the final two contenders. I know some people are saying the Jets still have a chance, but he has said that he wants to play for a Super Bowl contender. With that being the case, it looks as though the Titans and the Seahawks are the most likely options at this time. And number one on the list, I'd first like to say thank you to this person for the great years and leadership that they have provided for the Titans. General Manager John Robinson has traded Jarrell Casey to the Denver Broncos for a seventh-round pick. This was a salary dump. Uh, The Titans, they get the Broncos' 2020 seventh-round pick, which I believe is the 237th overall pick. So, obviously, you don't like seeing Casey go. Uh, That news, actually, that Casey was being traded broke not long after the podcast was posted last week. It's one of those things that I know I said it at the time as far as where free agency was going, but you got to trust in J-Rob. And I still believe John Robinson. I mean, he knows what he's doing. But if he does not land Jadavion Clowney, the move to get rid of Jarrell Casey just looks dumb. Uh Whenever it comes to, it it just looks dumb. And on that note, I'll go ahead and transition into our main topic, which is the Titans' defense. Primarily, what are they going to do at the pass rushing position? So, we know we're waiting on Jadavion Clowney. If the Titans get him, that will be huge. Former number one overall pick for the Houston Texans, Jadavion Clowney has played with Mike Vrabel. In fact, his best year as a player in the pros, Mike Vrabel was his defensive coordinator. I know a couple of weeks ago we talked on the show that Titans have made some moves with their defensive staff. And with Dean Pease retiring, Mike Vrabel right now is slotted to take over the play calling for the team. Whenever Vrabel was coaching Clowney as the D.C. in Houston, he really moved him all over the place as a chess piece. And with Clowney's size and athleticism, we know what his potential can be. But due to injuries the last couple of years and just being hit or miss on whether or not he's giving effort, you have seen why he is not exactly a sure bet. But hopefully if the Titans do land him, they are able to make this pass rushing unit elite. Last year, the Titans adding Cameron Wake really did help allow Harold Landry to have more opportunities early on. Was able to take away the focus on him. Last year, when Cameron Wake went down, you saw that kind of change the ability for the outside edge to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And really, some of the games late, the Titans were not able to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and they were able to kind of light us up. But again, um, if you could add Jadavion Clowney with Vic Beasley and Harold Landry, that might be the most dominant pass rushing unit in all of the NFL. Now, the big problem with Jadavion Clowney is how much money he is wanting. Uh, There have been reports that he is wanting upwards of $20 million a year. The Titans right now, they have the cap space to do that. I wouldn't necessarily want to pay him that much. I don't think it's smart to pay him that much because he's not warranted $20 million a year. If we are looking at the Titans' current cap space, they are listed, according to overthecap.com, with having a little over $26 million available. That puts them at ninth currently in the NFL. So they still have some room. Obviously, the move of trading Drill Casey freed up about $10 million. So that's why I said if, 
if if you're not going to get clowny, there really wasn't much room to go. There was no need to go ahead and and cut Casey to clear up cap space that you're likely not going to use. Uh, when it comes to available free agents, like let's say the Titans are not able to get Jadavion Clowney, that does not that doesn't mean they're done with the pass rush. I know I said last week that I didn't expect the Titans to sign Clowney after the Beasley deal. Uh, granted, I was looking at the cap space at that time. I did not expect John Robinson to trade away a player like Jarrell Casey that was going to free up that much room. But obviously, after that move, that kind of changed things for what the Titans' future plans could look like. But even if they don't get Clowney, they've got to go out and find another edge rusher. Because as we know, long-term, I mean, like I said, it's a one-year deal for Vic Beasley. So he's trying to prove it to hopefully earn something down the stretch. But again, as far as setting up the future, we don't have a lot at that position. So if the Titans are not able to get Jadavion Clowney, the next highest rated free agent, in my opinion, at that position would be either Marcus Golden, who played for the Giants last year, or you go out and you sign Everson Griffin, uh, who plays for the Vikings. Those are really the the other two options if you're not able to get Clowney. And I will say, if the Titans don't get Clowney, with as much room as they're going to have left, I know I said it last week, it's the number one position I feel outside of edge that the Titans need to address, and it's the cornerback position. I know you got Malcolm Butler, you got Adoree Jackson, and I know I mentioned they had uh, Chris Milton re-sign a one-year deal, but they're not really expecting him to play big minutes. You got to have somebody that can bump into that slot. The slot, or bump down and cover the slot. The nickel corner might be, I can make the argument that right now in the game of football, that's the most important position on the defense. Because we have just seen teams that have been able to put the guys they want in the slot, get a mismatch, and just absolutely roast the entire defense. So, it is a critical position to fill. And if the Titans don't get clowny, they should have the money to be able to go out and get Logan Ryan. Logan had a really good campaign last year. And I thought he was definitely the best cornerback on this roster. And he's one of the top cornerbacks remaining. I know he's not expecting to make a... He's not expecting to take less than what he earned last year, which is... Uh, 10 million, I believe. But again, like, I mean, he had a couple of career highs last year in uh, knockdown passes. He had 18 there. Uh, he also forced four fumbles and he recorded 113 tackles. Again, both those career highs for him. I thought he was playing at a really high level. I like his style of play. And I feel if you are not able to get Jadavion Clowney with the cap space you now have, you got to go out and you need to get Logan Ryan back on this team. But again, uh, I am curious to see what happens with this this team's defense moving forward now that Dean Pease is retired and Mike Vrabel is taking over taking over the play calling. I thought Vrabel had a really good year last year as far as being the head coach, especially making the jump from year one to year two. Uh, my biggest knock on him was his situational awareness. There were times I thought he should have taken a timeout, should have challenged a couple of plays, and he just didn't. And that cost you a couple of games two years ago. And even... There were some very questionable decisions early last year. I know everyone goes back to him going for it in certain situations where a field goal gives you a three-score lead. Fortunately, in those games, it didn't cost you the win. But, I mean, you did have some very questionable decisions at times. And as he was getting better, would the added pressure of having to call the defense, would it lead to him struggling a little bit more in that area, not having as much focus there? 
because I mean, we talk about it all the time just in the game of football, but there are so many games that are just won and lost by lack of coaching awareness in crunch time. Clock management is huge. And so I don't want to see that suffer because Vrabel takes over the defense. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But like I said, even if if the Titans aren't able to get Clowney and they got to find something to do as far as more depth at the edge rusher position, it's absolutely critical to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving y'all a new formula or anything right here. We we know how important that is. If you can create the pressure, makes everything else easier on the defense, gives the quarterback less time in the pocket. So the Titans have to sure up there. And again, you got to have, in my opinion, you got to have a third cornerback now. You can't just go back with the hey, we got two shutdown corners on each side. You got to have somebody that's good enough to play in the nickel, cover the slot. And so, if the Titans right now, granted. They'll, they'll make some moves. I don't know exactly who, but they'll make some moves. But if if you're looking at it right now, the top two primary positions that this team needs to address is the edge and the cornerback. And I can almost at this point guarantee you right now the Titans' first-round pick will be a corner or somebody coming off the edge. I know I'm really – I don't want to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth when I say that you know John Robinson, he's pretty – He's got this roster in a good situation, and he does, where he can pretty much just take the best player available off the off his draft board. But right now, being in win-now mode, those issues need to be addressed. It'll be like I, I mean, I always say it, but I, I am interested to see what this team decides to do with the rest of free agency. I know we're in a holding pattern right now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, the biggest problem a lot of teams are having and granted, I understand there are bigger problems in the world right now, but it's getting these players in and having physicals done. People aren't able to travel, and and that is going to lead some teams to be a little bit more reserved as far as wanting to sign these players without having their medical staff check them out. Well, we're kind of up against it, so but we do have time for one question in this week's Tighten Up Mailbag. And this question comes from Caleb. Caleb writes, I'm really enjoying the new show. And I enjoy listening to you every morning on three and out. My question for you is, which Titans free agency move are you most excited to see this season? And which move in the NFL outside of the Titans are you most excited to see? Thanks for writing in, Caleb. Uh, well, I mean, if I'm, I'm talking about the Titans right now, I don't really have a, a lot to choose from. We've, we've not gone out and signed many people. I, by default, I'm going to go with Vic Beasley uh, just to see if he's able to kind of I mean, I do think the Titans have a lot better defensive staff than the Falcons did. Is Mike Brable able to get anything out of him that is going to look promising to where maybe he might be able to get a long-term deal with the team after this season? So, by default, I'm going to go with Vic Beasley. And as to the move outside of the Titans organization, I don't think this is a basic answer, but... If I'm being honest, like I, I want to see what Tom Brady can do with Tampa Bay. I understand Tom Brady's a great quarterback. A lot of people call me a hater, but I do not believe he is the greatest quarterback of all time. I've said it before, and I will say it again. He is definitely the most decorated quarterback of all time, but I do believe Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. So I think that Super Bowl, the Super Bowl success that New England has had, I credit that a lot more to Bill Belichick than I do Tom Brady and Really, people are going to say, well, Tom's old, so if he doesn't perform that well, it's just because of his age. I'm like, 
Well, if he wanted it to where most people wouldn't even have that discussion, he should have either gone back to New England or just retired. But I'm glad he did because this gives me the opportunity to actually see whether or not uh, my point has any validity to it. When you're looking at Tom Brady, can he take another team and play well with them? I mean, we've seen that whenever Bill Belichick doesn't have Tom Brady, since going back to when those two were together in their first season in 2000, if you take out every game that Tom Brady has played for the Patriots, Bill Belichick still has a better win percentage overall without Tom Brady at quarterback than all the other NFL franchises over that same time period. It's incredible. The year that Tom Brady missed the entire season after a torn ACL in week one, they still won 11 games with Matt Castle. And people are like, well, Bill didn't do a whole lot before before he had Tom. I was like, man, he was going to be successful in New England no matter what. The, the most intriguing stat to me is that Bill Belichick is also the last head coach to win a playoff game in Cleveland. You got to go back to the mid 90s. That's how long it's been. No one else has been successful in the city of Cleveland, but Bill Belichick was able to. If the team didn't move, I doubt they fire him. I'm definitely more in the idea that Belichick is the reason to that success versus Tom Brady. And that's not me. Again, I'm not saying Tom Brady's a bad quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. He's just not the greatest of all time. I would put Joe Montana and Peyton Manning ahead of Tom Brady. Joe Montana won every Super Bowl he went to. Peyton Manning, when you look at it, he went to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. And I know people want to say on his last Super Bowl, yeah, but the Broncos had the greatest defense. Listen, they weren't making the Super Bowl with Brock Osweiler at quarterback. They needed Peyton to come back, and that was ultimately what was able to get them over the hump. So Brady, he's going to have his shot to prove me wrong, and I will be excited to watch how he performs. Me and the rest of the uh, football world will be tuning in to see how he does for his time in Tampa. And with that being said, That'll bring us to a close for today. As always, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, you can send in your Tighten Up Mailbag questions to my email at dehudson11 at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Davey underscore Hudson. That's D-A-V-E-Y underscore H-U-D-S-O-N. As always, I appreciate you all listening. I hope you all are able to stay healthy and safe out there. And that will conclude our show for today. I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.